guys, welcome back to the One Broke Actress Podcast, an honest account of actor life, plus a few lessons I learned in the process. I am your host, Sam Valentine, here with my guest booking producer, Helena Santos. What's up, Helena? Hi. Excited for the question time. Yes, it's time for our bonus Q&A. So yesterday we did our bonus catch-up episode, which this week was mostly about me. And now we are going to take a question we got to my email. So if you guys want to add questions ever for our podcast, please email them to onebrokeactress at gmail.com and we will save them for next month's episode. So today's question is, it's a little bit long, but I feel like I want to read the whole thing because I get different versions of this same question all Mm. the time. So I'm going to just read it out. I was curious if you had any advice for actors looking to book their first credit. I've listened to podcasts by other actors' journeys. I've lived by Jenna Fisher's acting survival guide, but there's an elephant in the room that these actors couldn't give advice on, the pandemic. Considering the answer to this question is dependent on where each actor is on their journey, here's a little background from me. So this actor signed with a new agent in the pandemic, uh, just joined the union. Thank you for all advice and encouragement. Yay, congrats, welcome. I auditioned twice a month on average. I just got pinned and unfinned for a co-star. That was fun and not fun. We feel you. (laughs) I do some stand-in work here and there. I've taken a couple of CD workshops. I took improv online, but stopped because, well, it was online. It's such a weird, unsettling time in the world already. Is there anything else I can be or should be doing? Am I just in the arena now or do I need to chill? Your podcast and Instagram account have been so helpful to me and knowing you're an alum of the school that I also maybe went to, (laughs) it's very valuable. I value your input and you have so much experience to pull wisdom from. Thanks in advance for taking the time to read this. Sincerely, anonymous actor. Okay, let's chat. What are your first thoughts? Okay, my very first thought is pandemic. No one knows what the hell's going on (laughs) or what is going to go on in the future or how to do anything, even the entire industry. So completely not very um, positive, (laughs) just in general. (laughs) <laughs> super not like it's all well, gonna be great even when the people with the money are confused then yeah. everyone's confused yeah but there are a few things that come to mind um you know one of them is the fact that this person has rep right now mm-hmm. is pretty phenomenal and the fact that they're getting out and they've been pinned already that all of those things are amazing um I think that you know, for someone who doesn't have rep yet and is looking to book their first co-star and is looking for rep, something that I feel like people don't necessarily talk enough about and don't think enough about is making sure that they're targeting agencies that are at the right level for them Mm -hmm. and not to, because I know people, myself included, when I first got to LA, who have signed with agencies that aren't that great, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm doing air quotes, to people, but they're really, really good with getting people in the room for their first roles, their, their, all their first co-star auditions. And they almost kind of specialize in that. And being with one of those agencies for the start of your career is a really good idea. And I think some people don't feel it is because it's not shiny. All right. You know, any of that kind of stuff. The other kind of things that I was thinking about are just the fact that it's a time when all of us need to be honing our skills. And they were saying, you know, should I chill out right now? Well, yes, 
definitely we all need to also chill out because things, <laughs> I mean, we all generally need to in this industry anyways, but the way things are happening, again, no one knows what's going on, <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's at the same time as you're sort of learning to chill out, it's also what are the skill sets that you need to make sure that you're really up on to make you competitive in as an acting career in general and also in your craft um those I don't know that what what do you what comes to mind first of all for you well the first thing I want to say is congratulations you're further than you think you are Mm because we tend to not really consider ourselves in the arena until we're actually on a set and from someone who's recently on the set I still you know, there's like no magical feeling that comes over you. Like I've made it. This is it. Here I am. Uh, your mind instantly goes to, how can I propel this to the next thing? Which is something we all do. Thus the last episode talking about being present. Yeah. There is no it. (laughs) Yeah. There is no, there is no top of the mountain. It always is different. So, so I would, I would be curious what your current training is now. I don't consider if we want to go like very tactical things, right? Like it's really nice to have I think people come to me for this, like to, to give them, you know, homework items. So it sounds like you're playing with things like you, you stopped doing improv, which is fine. I get it. I, I didn't do, I chose not to do my improv class online. Um, so, you know, that's, that's fine. And, uh, casting workshops are great for touching base with casting. I don't think that they're a good place to learn. Um, Personally, mm-hmm. I think that you should probably be working with a coach or in class. I would be curious what your self-tape work was, how mm-hmm. often you practice auditioning. You're auditioning twice a month, which is great. Uh, I would encourage you to find a way to get materials once a week. If that means you and your friends create an admin group, we just had a great podcast episode with uh, Michael Toe, who talked about creating an admin group with his friends and how they did it successfully. I would encourage you to just get materials in your hands and then get them on their feet once a week. If that's mm-hmm. something that your agent can't facilitate for you, then I feel like you can facilitate it for yourself, even if it's not a legitimate audition, quote unquote, like meaning it's not going anywhere. I mean, I, I would say think... at minimum once a week, especially yeah. because if if it's something where someone's going out for co-stars, it's important to, they're so small, short. They're, 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 you know, pocket sized. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you're having to memorize eight pages of dialogue. You're maybe having to memorize three lines. Mm -hmm. So doing something like that, even, even if it was like a once a week practice of doing three different Mm co-stars that has one block of time so that you're getting in more reps with what you're doing. And I would encourage you to, even though you're auditioning for co-stars, the next step will be auditioning for more dialogue, more pages, a guest mm-hmm. star. I would encourage you to pick up bigger roles as well. And that just flexes your muscles harder, right? So when you do pick up the lighter weights, you're already there, you're already in it. And then you keep your creativity flowing. There's something about, about keeping your creativity on fire. I, I, dev, I never felt so creative in my life as when I was a summer camp counselor, because I had to get up on a stage twice a week to do skits. And we had to make some of those skits up last minute. Sometimes I would spend days pouring over, rewriting a song. Your, my creativity was firing on all cylinders all the time. And every time I got up on stage, I felt so comfortable. By the end of the summer, I could write an entire skit in, in two minutes between the dinner bell and when we played skit. Mm. And that is when I felt the most on fire. And sometimes these co-stars, 
you got to really get a little creative and you kind of get to play now because the, like the last two things that I've booked, I'll tell you, I used props. One of them I used music. I've, you know, played with my eyelines. I've, and, and it's no longer, you know, the wardrobe for one of them was big. It, the, the, the old rules of, of not necessarily using props or wardrobe or like playing all these things that feed into creativity are no longer uh, applicable. And so it sounds like, you know, you were pinned. So that, that one hit in some capacity. So fantastic. So keep that muscle flexed and mm-hmm. make sure you're still training for the next, you know, whatever bigger thing that means, whether it's an on-camera class or whether you have a coach you meet with, you know, once a month to work an audition, even if it's not like a legitimate audition, like we talked about, I think making sure your audition abilities are high, your creativity is flowing and you are upping your training. I think those are all important. And then beyond that, um, the really hard part is just continuing to do it when it's not fun anymore. Mm. there's a, a great book, Atomic Habits. If no one's read it, it's mm-hmm. like one of my top three favorite books of all time. I listen to it. Like, totally agree. It's so good, especially for us yeah. type A people. It's like every, I probably listen to that book at least once a year. Cause I keep it on audible. Yeah. Um, I should just buy the paperback copy and flip through it once a day, but yeah, it's, it's, great. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, there's a piece in it about the thing that like really separates people from the pack is the people who are willing to do the hard work when it's no longer exciting. It's like when you decide you're going to train for a marathon, people get really excited the first week and they're running and they have their new outfit on and they're super excited. And then month week six during month two, putting back on that training outfit and getting outside feels so boring because the end is not nearly in sight and it feels like you're not getting a lot of feedback. So I think the thing that really keeps people going in this game is accepting that sometimes the work is going to feel a little boring and repetitive to just stay present and just stay in the game. And that could be a couple months. It could be a couple of years, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like that's we continuing to function without the reason, the, the reason, the requirement of reward. Um, or maybe you need to make a reward for yourself or something. That's, that's the long game, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's also the difference between really seeing it as a craft and wanting to do a craft long-term and having Mm -hmm. the passion in that sense, and just wanting some sort of hit of fame or success in that way. Yeah. And Um, you'll want, you'll want to justify it, right? Like we all want to be able to to show to someone that the thing we're doing is important or matters, no matter what business we're in. And especially with acting, we just want to justify that we promise we're the ones who are going to defy the odds. We promise Mm -hmm. we're the ones who are going to book, right? It's everyone wants to be able to tell their family at Christmas that they booked a job so that their, your great aunt is like, maybe you should try TV. Um, so <laughs> I, heard I of this famous director, you should call them. You should call them. Do you know about Netflix? Uh, <laughs> you should I get just, on one of those shows. <laughs> right. Right. I love what they said. Um, I just think, I think that that's the hardest part is just continuing when you have nothing to quote unquote prove and just like living in that space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the other, the, piece that is exciting about what she said about Mm -hmm. the pandemic time that people obviously can't you know in the books she's reading and things like that 
or they, they could be, I mean, whoever they are that wrote in, um, that even though more people are being seen for roles right now because everything is put on tape and that sort of is difficult for the odds of booking now, mm-hmm. more people are being seen and put on tape yes. so that the ability for a newer actor to make an impression with the casting office is exponentially larger than it was when they were only seeing eight to 12 people for a role. Yes. And that is a huge gift that if there wasn't a pandemic and there wasn't a push to everything being on tape, it could be the, the journey could take longer to get that first credit. So there, there are pluses and minuses to this entire time and situation that we're in. And, and that's a huge plus. I heard in a clubhouse last week said really well by an agent. She said, I've, I'm getting to see all of my actors auditions and I am mm-hmm. so floored with the people on my roster more than ever mm-hmm. because it used to be, they would, you know, their communication line would stop when we walked into a room and it would continue when we walked out of a room and this agent saying that they were so excited to watch their actors work. And she felt even more confident in her roster. It, uh, I hope it assuages, assuages, is that the word I'm looking for? Uh, you know, smooths out some of the potential, uh-huh. like, uh, fear actors get of being dropped by their agents mm. because mm-hmm. not to say it's a guarantee, but I do think it helps that they're seeing us work, that they get to see us, you know, play and, and do our jobs. Like they get to watch now and they are, they're not going to watch every audition tape, but some of them they do. And they get to see us do our thing. And that is to me, like, I love I love that. I love that I know more people are potentially seeing my work than a mm. casting assistant, you know, off of Paramount. It's yeah, it's it can be really fun. And I know I know that the lure of the first credit feels like that once you have something on your IMDb that people recognize, you're off to the races. And I wish that it was like that, but it's not. Right. <laughs> and, you know, booking barista number one might, might not change your career. So I want you to have a life in place that you love so much. And, a and, a like you said, a creative passion for this, that you can do it even when, even if you do get disappointed by what happens after a first credit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Mm. But we feel for you. We know that it's just, it feels so out of reach. Keep meeting new friends, the people you meet along the way you'll come up with. It's just, it's just, just the tiny building blocks of your twenties are. Oh yeah. Immense. And especially because you have no idea who those people are, what they're mm-hmm. going to do later in the industry, mm-hmm. the number of opportunities that can happen from a random person that you met at an event or you were or the waitress. person, yeah. Or the person <laughs> next to you in your acting class, they might Absolutely. become incredibly a successful writer and you've been with them the whole time reading their scripts on Sundays, you know, like mm-hmm. you could become the incredibly successful one and bring people up with you. It's like, it's yeah. really who you come up with sometimes I think. And and, and it feels impossible because when you're 20, the people who are above you are 40. And, mm-hmm. you know, it feels like a lifetime of difference. And then as you start to get older in the industry, everyone else is the same age and it feels less scary. Mm-hmm. Agreed. That's a lot. We really are excited for you. 
please keep yeah. us updated. <laughs> Definitely. Congratulations, anonymous. Yeah writer in her. <laughs> yeah. Anonymous. We are here for you guys. Like I said, if you want to give us any questions, please send them to one broke actress at gmail.com and we will either answer them on the podcast or we'll find a way to get you to some information. Thanks, Helena. This was so fun. Thanks, Sam. Um, so when we record our next bonus episode, it's going to be late next month. It'll have to be like at least mid-September. Um, and I'll be a wife. So there's that. Congratulations. <laughs> Yes. Just an old lady wife. Um, yes. That's so wild. So we will we will have a brief hiatus for the podcast and probably mid-September we'll be back with our next, uh, next bonus episode. All right. Uh, we will talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs>